This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Right there, right there. up. This is the game. Yeah. It's a uh, cat and mouse. Smoked a turkey. <laughs> yes. He is down. He is freaking down. Said he shot an absolute giant. Fall obsession, baby. What is up, guys? Welcome to another Fall Obsession podcast. I will be your host today, Nick Powell, media production manager with Fall Obsession. I am joined today by our CEO, Sam Thrash. What's, What's up, guys? Sam? And then we got a special guest today, a surprise guest, kind of last minute thrown together, Dylan Gossett. Mm-hmm. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Glad to have you on. Guys, you know the, the drill, Elite Archery. This podcast is brought to you by those guys. Uh, I don't know if you haven't uh, checked out Elite Archery. You need to because those guys are awesome. We shoot Elite bows. Sam, I know you're shooting the cure. Shooting the cure. Love it, man. It's bad to the bone. Most, tu- most tunable bow I've ever run, for sure, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. That set, set technology is something else. It's something else. And Elite Elite recently launched their, uh, their teaser video for for their 2021 lineup and uh at the time this was coming out it may already be out but their new encore man i'm pretty excited about that yeah i'm looking forward to 2021 be pretty sweet well i'm shooting the ritual and we are coming to you guys today from uh deer camp really yeah and uh, i don't know if y'all can hear the crickets in the background i'm sure you can but it is nighttime we are in deer camp right now and uh me and dylan we're able to, to get some tags for uh, WMA here in Texas, uh, so we're trying to trying to lay them down out here. Dylan, you had any luck yet? No, <laughs> I see not you, yet. Man. I see there. It's been tough. Um, of course, this is my second, I guess, place that I've ever hunted. You know, public, and uh, it'll humble you real quick. Absolutely, and let you know just how tough it can be. Yep. Yeah, that's a fact. I know we've been humbled for sure. I know we had big expectations when we came out here. 
Man, we, we did have big expectations. And for those of you who don't know, Nick's hunting. I'm running camera for him. Yep. We talked about it in, in a previous episode a little bit, um, just about kind of our initial thoughts coming out here, the first couple haunts. And and we're, we're basically following that episode up with this one, one hunt later. Still nothing on the ground. So yeah, exactly. It's, uh, a couple it's, pigs. Yeah. <clears throat> a couple pigs, but we didn't even see anything tonight, man. It's been rough. But, Dylan, you've at least seen some. Uh, I saw a few deer today, but nothing like I did yesterday afternoon. Yeah. It was a lot better, but it's still tough. Yeah, it's tough, and it's hot and humid because we had a little bit of rain today, so it's gotten a little muggy out here. That's but, hurt us a lot, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. But anyways, the whole reason for this podcast, Dylan, you I know you're a fishing guide. Yep. Professional. Uh, I'm no <laughs> professional. Pro over yeah. here. I give everything I got, though. <laughs> Big time. That's all it. you can. Fire department's just a side gig. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'd like to, oh, yeah, by the way, for those of you who don't know, me and Sam and Dylan are all firefighter paramedics. So, we had the fortunate uh, meeting. Uh, me and Sam were in paramedic school, and we did our rideouts with D- the agency that Dylan works with, and so uh, we all met that way, and now we're... We didn't even know that Dylan was going to be out here, and he just happened to show up at the same time I did. So uh, we got to meet up, and I've been wanting to get uh, you on a podcast for a while anyways, but this just worked out. So um, anyways, let's start with your with your background and kind of where you started when you were a kid, you know, how you grew up, how you got started in hunting, in fishing, I guess for that matter. Yeah, I guess it all started with fishing first. My dad um, and his dad got me into fishing very early age, of course. And, um, of course, my grandpa taught me how to throw my first bait cast. So it kind of started from there. And then, you know, as I was about 10 or 12, my dad started guiding. And uh, it just kind of grew from there. I watched him guide throughout the years while I was growing up, playing ball all the time. You know, he'd be gone on the weekends fishing. So what do I do? I'm caught on the weekends every weekend fishing. <laughs> and if I'm not fishing, I'm hunting. So That's awesome. Except for this time of year, it's kind of tough because I want to do both. And there's not enough time in the month of October. Yeah, the busy month for you? Yeah. Yeah, it really picks up October. Um, of course, it's good year-round. It just depends on, you know, what we're going after. Yeah. So, so your preference is fishing? Pretty much, yeah. And then... Um, I've been fishing my whole life, and then I got into hunting, I guess, beginning of high school. Okay. I just joined a group of buddies, and we went duck hunting everywhere. And then it was we went deer hunting together, and then it just grew from there. Nice. That's awesome. So how did you get started in guiding? Is it just something that something you just wanted, wanted to do? Yeah, it's something I, I knew I was going to do, you know, watching Dad, you know, when I first realized I was going to college, you know, did the whole two-year EMT fire school um, with every intention, oh, I'm going to have, you know, two days off. I can fish on those days. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to be fishing anyway, so why not, you know, turn it into something productive? Yeah. So, and a lot of times I I get more thrill out of watching someone catch fish than me just catch fish. Okay. So. Yeah, I've heard a lot of guys say that, <clears throat> that even, even in the hunting world, they'll, uh, you know they'll take guys hunting and yep. and they get just as much joy out of out of seeing somebody kill something. Yeah, what do you think I'm doing right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you came along, helped, helped the brother out for sure. <clears throat> uh, 
Um, do you have a, a certain, like, species of fish that you guide for? Or is it just kind of uh, everything around here? So I, I would guess this year is my first full year um, that I've been guiding. So I've mainly been concentrating on, on crappie fishing. And I can pretty much do that year round. Okay. Um, now I'll go and chase, you know, white bass, hybrids, and stripers, but that's, you know, more seasonal for me, you know, March to July probably. Gotcha. And so, but for the most part, crappie fishing is is what I love to do, and that's what I grew up doing, and, you know, that's what Dad guides for, and that's kind of what I learned um, starting out. So you said your dad guides as well? Yeah, we got on the same lakes. Um, we got on Lake Fork and Lake Tawakany. Gotcha. Um, I spend most of my time on Lake Fork crappie fishing just because it's it's just a great you know just a great lake for just about anything um but if i'm gonna go you know strappers hybrid strappers like that i've got to go to tawakany yeah um but they're two completely different lakes and i just happen to live right in the middle of them okay so so tell us kind of how a day in a life of a guide works how like from start to finish how uh when you when you book a customer, I guess how does that how does that how do you partake? Um, it mainly just depends on you know how how they reach me. I have a Facebook page and stuff like that. Um, that seems to be my main form of contact. And then sometimes by word of mouth, so I'll get a phone call saying, "Hey, I want to go fishing. Uh, when's the best time?" Or this is what I want to go after. And then we kind of go from there. Um, but yeah, as long as I have, you know, a couple days notice, I'm pretty good and pretty flexible, you know, with our schedule. Um, I'm part-time, but I have the ability to be full-time with that job pretty much. Right. Yeah. Um, since I still have, you know, four or five days off during the week. Yeah. So, I mean, I can be as, as busy as I need to be, but, Which you know. Nice. So it's, I'm going to be fishing anyway, so. <laughs> Might as well why take not? somebody. Exactly. Have somebody pay you to go with you. Exactly. You take them to all your, all your secret spots. Yeah, I, I guess you know if they're gonna pay the money to, you know, catch fish, I gotta take them to the good spots. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> guess that's how it goes. Yeah, unfortunately. I don't want you to give away all your secrets, but uh, what kind of equipment are you using? Um. So this year I've you know, picked up a you know a rod sponsor. I, I use Todd Huckabee rods. Okay. Okay. Um, so I fish them, and they're great for crappie fishing. Now, if I'm going hybrid stripe fish, I just use some, you know, cheap $20 rods that are great. Gotcha. Um, but I try to keep it as, keep it as simple as possible. Um, it's a good strategy. Because it's, you're going to go through weights and hooks so much that um, you're just going to have to keep buying those. Yeah. Because you're going to lose them. It's just part of it. And yeah. So are you, are you fishing with bait or are you fishing with lures? Both. Because I, I don't know, I don't fish a lot. No. I don't. I don't know, you don't... Hey, don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're talking to two basically novices. You know, I've fished before, but, you know, I know probably 3% of all fishing knowledge. So, right. So, <clears throat> um, like, act like we are... If there, if there's the amateur level and there's a level below that, that's, I'm there. That's I'm there all day <laughs> long. Yeah. That's so, me. Well, that, that's what I take out. So, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um... Uh, no, we... We need the know, details. I, I'll, uh, 
it just depends, you know, who wants to go fishing because there's, you know, some people that fish a lot and they just they just want to go and, you know, change pace. They don't want to take their boat or something like that. And then there's people that don't really go fishing at all huh. and want to go. Interesting. So the, there's, sometimes there's a big learning curve, sometimes not so much. Um, but, yeah, I'll use live bait and, you know, artificials. It just depends, you know, if, if you're not used to fishing all the time, we may start with bait. You know, and you know, teach you how to fish with artificial. Okay. It just you know depends on how much you want to learn. I got you. Um, but I'll teach you as much as I as much as I know. It may yeah. not be a lot, but it's <coughs> enough to get the job done. <laughs> That's all that matters. Putting fish in the boat. Exactly. Meat in the freezer. Yep. What else is there? What you know, boss man? I don't know anything. I'm just trying to spit stuff out of here. Flying by the seat of my pants like usual. How I live life. That's how we roll <laughs> every day. That's what we're doing out here in this public That's land. Exactly <laughs> what we're doing. We're winging it for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> it's hard though when you're just throwing it four thousand acres and say, "Here you go." Yeah. And you don't get to look at it until day one of opening season. Yeah. You can only do so much with Onyx and you know all these base maps. Yeah. But, and then all you can see with those is trees. Exactly. You just you can't tell anything on this property, so you have to get out and drive around and walk. Yes. Miles. <clears throat> That's the only way to do it because you can only ATV trails, and then yep. if you want to get dive further deeper into it, you got to walk. And I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I've noticed it seems like it does not matter. There's no specified game trails that they take. There's just freaking tracks everywhere. It's kind of wander around. Yeah. Yeah, and I've had better luck. The first spot I sat at, I walked in about 300 yards and got in a little bit of clearing, but I was right on the edge of some thick underbrush. And as soon as I got in the stand, it seemed like almost all the deer I saw were in that, that thick underbrush. I didn't see a deer okay. wandering out um, in the open at all. And so, I don't know if that's that's, where we screwed up. I don't know if, because I wanted to see, you know, at least 100 yards so I could at least see deer. Yeah. But that's why I did this afternoon, and, you know, that didn't pay off. But, I don't know. I'm going to change up my strategy come morning. Yeah. I think we are, too. Now that you say that, because the first spot that we sat, it was with just, you know, leaves and dead wood on the ground where you could see far. Well, relatively far. And we were trying to avoid the, the tall grass because we wanted to actually see deer. Yeah. And we didn't see any deer, so it backfired. But, yeah, it's tough out here for sure. <clears throat> so you said this is the second time you funded public land? At first. Yeah, this is, well, this is my, I guess, second time. Um, I guess it's been about five or six years ago in college uh, me and a buddy decided to go hunt some public land down by Lake Somerville and uh, it was probably five or six hundred acres but there was you know no nearby towns nothing close it was kind of out there right but it was walk-in it wasn't draw hunts or nothing like that no standby it was a walk in so pretty much if you had a hunting license you can walk in and hunt okay okay and well of course you're you know public hunting license of course yeah but 
yeah, with that first day we went, there was 30 trucks oh, that first that first weekend, and we didn't know if we were going to come back, because it was a 40-minute drive from our house. Okay. And we we stuck with it. We kept going back, and it seemed like 30, 30 trucks, and then the next weekend it'd be 15. It just dwindled down. People just got tired of going, but everybody was on top of each other. Right. And so they were like, uh, we're not going to hunt this at all. Well, me and my buddy got to where it was just our truck and one other guy's truck. And uh, after everything kind of settled down, I, you know, I'd see like a nice buck just had a shooting range, and you know, he shot two does, and uh, I think he shot a pig or two. But um, kind of same deal. We didn't know anything about Onyx or base map or nothing like that back then. Yeah. So we were just going off what we saw, and. It's kind of like out here. I don't want to walk more than 300 yards. <laughs> I get out yeah. of breath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can only walk so much, man. But, it, I mean, it was... It was an experience. Yeah. You know, it taught you... It's definitely hard. It's not easy by no means, but, you know, it, you know, it taught me a little thing here or there. At least I got something out of it. Um, but it kind of resembles this property here in some ways just okay. by looking at it. Um, but yeah, I guess this is my second time. But this one's a draw hunt, so it's a little different. Um, Which I think is good because it it does limit the amount of people that'll be out here. Right, right. And they normally <coughs> pick zones, and then right. this hunt they're not putting people in certain zones. Uh, there's not just not that many people. Yeah, well, I don't mind that. Yeah, I mean we've seen what three different hunters this week. Mm-hmm. That's it. Ever yeah. since we've been here, because we got here on the same day, and like this hunt was from the technically from the second to the eleventh, but the season didn't start till the third. Right. And this guy next to us here, he said that opening weekend was packed. He said it was. Every, I guess everybody was here. Yeah. And he said he was actually kind of surprised, just like we were, to show up and there's two campers and and one tent in in the parking area. So. Uh, I guess it dwindled down quite a bit. <laughs> oh, you'll you'll see a lot of them people come back this weekend, though, for sure. Yeah. Good thing we're leaving tomorrow, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to get back home. Yeah. I'm tired of sleeping on the ground. I've only slept on the ground one night. <laughs> oh, man, it was lumpy. It's hard. I think I slept better in my nap than I did last night. Yeah, you conked out. I definitely slept better in the chair than I did. Yeah, in the chair or yeah. in your pickup truck or in the pickup truck. <laughs> I might do that tonight, actually. I was we'll see about, I was about to take a nap in that climber. <laughs> I that, did that earlier too. I never yeah. used a climber before. You know, this week and I don't mind it. Well, yeah, it's pretty comfy. It's comfy, but it is a pain in the neck. It, you can't get in a hurry. Oh no, not at you all. I mean, yeah, no. one little slip. We were talking in. An episode we recorded, I guess, this afternoon, just about our initial impressions of everything coming out here and how many firsts there were mm-hmm. for us, because neither one of us before this trip had used a climber right. like that. So we get out there the first time, and we're briggle farting around out there trying to figure out how this thing works and <laughs> yeah. how to use it. I got mine, I think, uh, four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the same boat? Yeah, I took it home unboxed it and i'm like oh 
my gosh. It took me an hour, you know, just to figure out, okay, how to, you know, pack it together to carry it in. And then once you get there, you know, and actually putting it on a tree and then going up. And that, that first tree I hung it on, you know, I, I put both of them level. So yeah. by the time I got up there, my my feet was kind of slanted down. Oh, okay. I didn't compensate for once I got up the tree. Right. But yeah, it's it's nice. I can definitely sit in sit in that stand for hours. Yeah, yeah. They were once you get it to where it, it needs to be and it's it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's you can sit in it for a long time. But it's if you have more than one guy, if you have uh, a pack with you or. Uh, some equipment that you need to take up with you or and then your bow and then you just have all this stuff and you got to haul it all up there which i guess it wouldn't be too hard if you just looped it all together and haul it up how did you get it to work so being being by yourself what what i did at first was i would you know of course tie a string to that bottom of my climber tie that to my bow and then i put my backpack on but once I got in the, the climber and tried to go up, when I used that top climber, that my bag would get in the way, mm-hmm. and it would kind of prevent it from um, that cable from wanting to go up. Okay. So I had to take my pack off and basically strap it right in front of me between me and the tree, so that I had clearance to for my back so I could go up with it. Yeah, I gotcha. And that was about the only way because I couldn't. My, I have so much stuff in my my backpack that I didn't want to put it on my bow and on that little that little bitty rope yeah. <laughs> and haul it up. Right. But that was the best way that I found. Now, if there's a better way, I'm sure there's a better way, but I hadn't found it yet. Yeah. Because with Same. my one day experience, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the first time that we used it was rough, and then we just used them again. Well, I think we've used them twice since then. Well, we, we three went, times total. So the first setup we had was two trees right next to each other, so that we could each be in our own tree, which That's was true. nice. Yeah. But Good then point. this afternoon we were both in the same tree, me above you. Yeah. 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 That made it. <coughs> that made it a little more a little more interesting, and it changed our system for just getting stuff up there and hauling <coughs> stuff a little bit more. Yeah, because since I had the bow hanger on mine, I was the one hunting. Yeah. I would go up first. It, for the two stands, for the two tree set yeah. set up, I would go at first, and then I would hoist everything up and hold everything, and then you'd come up, and then we would situate. But this time, you had to go at first and literally hold everything. Well, I I also went higher than you thought I would. You go. went very high. I went way up there, and you're over there looking at me like you you said to me, you're like, dude, why did you go so high? <laughs> I get about halfway up, and I'm like. I'm like, okay, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I look up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm only halfway. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was reading the fine print on my stand. And it said not to go higher than 15 feet. Oh crap! Really? And it, and it felt like I went about 25 this afternoon. I was, I was easily 30. Yeah. I, I almost tree. ran out of rope to haul my bow up. We did. We, <laughs> had, we had to tie some rope together. <laughs> we had a, oh and I gosh. feel like my we I took a a, a ratchet strap out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was pretty. It's a pretty long ratchet strap. It is, and yeah. uh, we had to tie something. We had to tie, tie another another, another rope st- onto rope that. or strap to that. And then your throwing skills suck. Yeah, so was, you couldn't get it up to me. It took at least six throws to get it to you. Yeah, but 
in my defense, you were 30 feet up, so. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read the fine print on my stand. I didn't either. <laughs> I did read the we weight limit. That was about little, it. We probably should have done a little research before we came out here. I didn't even watch a video. You guys start somewhere. Yeah, that's true. We made it work, even though we didn't see any deer. But we made the stands work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we can talk about your dove hunting a little bit. Your dove guide. Uh, yeah. So first year you've done that. Yeah. So this year um, was the first year that I, you know, did some dove hunts. And you know, I, I contacted one of my old bosses, and he's has his own grain business, and got with him. And we worked something out, and but he didn't give me the okay till about two weeks before season opened up. So I pretty much had to throw everything together, you know, throw it out there, let everybody know, promote it. In two weeks, by that time, everybody's already got their place. You know, mm, most yeah. pe- most people have their their yearly place that they go to. And so what I did is I just did daily hunts. Um, by the day, I just did the first two weekends. You know, kind of see how it did. Yeah, and there was. I mean, for two weeks' notice, it wasn't a bad turnout. Yeah, that's um, good. I probably had ten people a day. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but the the field that we were hunting over was just so big that we needed more people to keep them flying, and mm-hmm. and there was actually more birds than I'd anticipated. And but just you know finding hunters that wanted to go yeah. was the problem. So I'll I'm going to get a head start on it next year. Um, you know landowner have already talked about that so we're going to get that going again next year if anybody's interested yeah we might might uh we'll keep that in mind for sure have a couple customers here and go out there with you yeah i mean i the the guys that i did have you know a couple guys came from dallas and fort worth and um they come out there and hunt hey we want to we want to come back next weekend like okay yeah sure there you go like yeah we went to you know uh somewhere else day before and saw three birds mm. that's, and then that's they, usually they come that's here usually and a shot parker. you know 10 or so or yeah. whatever so for people like that that you know are just looking for a good place to go it's not bad yeah it was a good there's a lot of birds that's good that's the boat i'm in is i don't we used to have a place but we had a little issue with the neighbor or whatever but uh so now we we don't have a place anymore yeah and so even but even the place we did go to, <clears throat> excuse me, it was uh, you'd see a couple birds mm-hmm. in the morning, and it was like they might be on the other side of the field, right? You know, so there's no no shooting at them at all. But I got a nice new shotgun last year, so I need to put it to work a little bit. Oh yeah, what'd you get? Uh, Stoger M3500. Okay, I see. So uh, need to need to put it to work. You put it to work anything like that ritual, and you'll be smoking them. That's a good point. You almost shot that ritual every hunt except for this afternoon. Yeah, he's killed three pigs this year already. Yeah, I haven't. And and we're all, not even a weekend. Yeah, this week we ain't even a weekend. So I haven't even drew first blood with mine yet. <laughs> oh really? I haven't even shot anything. Man, it's just there for looks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just hang it up hey, and stare at it. Go. It's like we said this morning. We don't have to know what we're doing as long as we look good. You know. Yeah. That's all. Rule number really one. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number one. Always look, look good. Always look good. <laughs> You look good, you shoot good. I mean, in, fact. Fact, in theory. Fact. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm going to keep going <laughs> until it doesn't work. There you go. But, so what uh, 
What does the future hold for Redline Guide Service? Man, I don't know. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. Once it's early, you know, we only got a year or two, long ways to go. Let's see. Hopefully, one day we can expand and do something different. Yeah. No one day you'll be looking back at these days and be wishing you could go. <laughs> Come on, man. Sorry. Still dealing with that, guys. Sorry. <laughs> You've been dealing with some tummy issues oh, well. this trip. Mm-hmm. Got his own personal grunt call in the in the stand. Dang right. That's why I've shot so many pigs. That's why we ain't seen no deer either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, running them all off. But man, I think one day you'll be looking back at these days and wishing you could go back. So yeah. Oh man, when remember those days I hunted public land, saw a deer in three days. Saw <laughs> <laughs> so one deer. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's still fun. Um, yeah, I was actually surprised y'all were going to be here because um, you got drawn. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I guess both of you got drawn. Did y'all do it as a group. I, he, I'm just here. He's oh, just, just here. here. Yeah, okay, he's just tagging yeah. along. Okay, see, so, yeah, I just showed up. So yeah, and that was something new that I learned from you because I didn't know you could. There even was a standby. So I didn't either until probably. Two weeks ago, a buddy of mine said, hey, why don't you just go up there and be on standby? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is that? Like, you're going to have to explain to me what standby is. Right. Because uh, I've never heard it. You know, I've heard of public land before, but this is the first year I've dealt with draw hunts. Same. And I don't know hardly anything about draw hunts. And he said, well, what happens is, is whatever hunt that they put on, like this one's, what, nine days or something like yeah. that, is they'll draw... I think for this property, which it's 3,800 acres, I think they draw 30, 30 names. And you may have 20 that show up. And so what you can do is you can just show up. Of course, you got to buy your annual public hunting license, but mm-hmm. you can just show up. There's, there's basically 10 spots available. So if you got, you know, 10 spots available and there's four guys that come on standby, all of you get to hunt. Right. Um, now, if there's it's a pretty sweet deal, twenty people that show up that got drawn, and there's fifteen that show up on standby, they're going to draw names for those standby people just to fill that thirty. Right. But it's it's not a bad not a bad gig. I mean, it didn't it didn't cost me nothing. I just showed up. Yeah, and, and also because I I came expecting to use my own tags, and I don't right. know if they usually do that or if they usually have the their own tags that they use. So, or, or if, so what I heard is this year is I think the first. Well, this is from you know a very reliable source. Mm-hmm. This is the first year that they've done that. I think it's for this unit and one other unit. They're giving out tags, so you don't use your hunting license tag, those tags on that at all. Um, so we're allowed two deer. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be you know one buck that's. 15 inches or wider yep and then you choose spike or two does a spike and a doe whatever now if you come back to the hunt in what two weeks or whatever it is yeah it's, it's i think it's the 17th something like that something yeah. like that you can show up then on standby and um you get picked say you shoot a like if you were to shoot a doe or a big buck tomorrow you could come back in two weeks and shoot another big buck because you're not using your tags right. you're using right. the state's tags so 
um, you have the potential of shooting multiple different bucks. Yeah. Or does or whatever you want to shoot. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I heard. I heard this is the first year that they've done that. I, yeah, because I didn't expect that at all. I was expecting to come down here, and if I did shoot a deer, I was going to use my tag. And so right. then, during that orientation, the mandatory orientation we had to go to, uh, he was like, you will not be using your tags. He was like, You'll, we have tags that you just fill out, do this, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I guess you could, because they have four date slots that you could that you could potentially draw for, come on standby. Yes. I mean, you could shoot two deer per slot, if I understand that correctly. Yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, I mean, if you had a really good spot here, right. you could shoot, yeah. you know, up to eight deer in two months. Yeah. It's not a bad deal. For free. No, exactly. Use, I mean, not for free. You still have to pay for your license and the annual uh, public land hunting permit, but um, that's a pretty cheap cost for eight deer. Yeah, it's, it's not bad at all. If we can just hang the stands in the right spot. I was yeah. going to say, you got to <laughs> see the eight right. deer first yeah. to be able to shoot them. Right. I'm about to launch one at 100 yards if I see them. <laughs> I was tempted uh, tonight. If I saw one, it was a long shot. I was I was going to fling an arrow for sure. Well, man, that's all I got. If, if you don't have anything else you want to add, we, we can close her out. That's all I got. Sam, anything else? Well, we need to hit Dylan with our rapid fire questions. Oh, yeah. I'll let you do that because I can never remember them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> they're really, it's really, they're pretty, they're pretty easy, I yeah. guess. It's not hard. Is it like legit rapid fire? Like I no. can answer really fast? No. Oh, what's the fun in that? <laughs> it's you just what we call them. You okay. want, but. <laughs> All right, so first question after that finishes. <laughs> You never know how long they're going to last. It could be so I'm going to go pretty long. Okay, we're good now. All right, so first question. What is your favorite hunting or fishing memory and why? Oh, man. <laughs> There's just so many. Everybody freaking Everybody says Everybody says that. <laughs> and they're gonna, they say the same thing for the next question, too. Yeah. Best hunting or fishing or memory. Do, I mean, it doesn't have to be the best, just a memorable one that comes to mind. Yeah. I guess it'd be uh, my first bow hunt. Yeah, me and my dad, we went down way down southwest Texas somewhere. I don't even know if there was a town nearby. <laughs> and we went by with uh, another guy. He had a buddy and then his son, he was a year older than me. And uh, it was like a ram hunt that we went on and okay yeah and so we stayed there like this old beat up single wide that you're scared to sleep in (laughs) and uh so we get up you know go out there in the morning and me and my little my buddy that was with me there's a hill that you gotta climb up well we climbed up that hill and then my dad and his friend they're dying because you know they don't get any kind of exercise at all (laughs) And they got to stop and, you know, crack a cold one before they proceed. And so we keep going. And anyway, the story goes on. We're, uh, we go back to camp. And uh, there was a, a ram that was behind, almost right behind the house. And uh, my buddy and his dad, they went around and put a good stalk on him. And they shot him. But anyways, that afternoon, 
uh, somebody, I guess from camp, said, hey, there's there's a group right over there. Like, we just got back from hunting. And so we walked over there, and me and my dad are walking, and we see them. They're just about to go up the, the cliff there, and I had a window maybe maybe the size of a watermelon to shoot through. Oh, and about 25, 30 yards and just smoked him. I mean, you hear him go about 10 feet up that hill and just come down crashing. Mm. Um, awesome. But it was it was fun. It was my first bow kill. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'll never forget that. And, you know, it was with my dad, so I'll always have that memory. So... That's probably my most memorable, probably my first bow kill, you know, because I'm not going to remember my first fish I caught. Yeah. Or anything like that. Sure. Um, That's yeah. cool. That's a good one. That's probably my favorite. That's awesome. All right, well, next question. What is a bucket list hunt or fishing trip that you have not gotten to do yet oh, that you really want man. to? <laughs> Our questions are hard, I know. Yeah. I've probably got just about every fishing trip I want to take, <laughs> but there's not as many hunting trips that I would say I'd, I'd really want to go on. But I think I would, one of my dream hunts would be to go to New Zealand and Red Stag mm, and Bow oh, Kill. Yeah. Mm. That's, that'd probably be one of mine. That's a good one. Top of the list there. That That's awesome. Yeah, that'd be it. All right, third and final question. We'll we'll go relevant to to your guide service here. If you had to to give one piece of advice to somebody fishing down these parts, a newer guy like us just starting out, what would it be? Mm. <laughs> Stick with it, because it's okay. not you're not gonna. Every day's different. Yeah. It's just like hunting, you know, it's it's fishing, it's not catching every day, so <laughs> you just got to stick with it, because there was times way back when that I got skunked a lot, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but as long as you take something from that, you know, what did I, what do I need to do different, and then, and then learn from it, and then just keep pretty much moving forward, um, but, you know, fishing's tough. You know, there's so many, it's just like hunting. There's so many different factors con- to consider. Um, but if you stick with it, you learn something this time, and you carry that to the next time you go out, and this may work better for you. Um, it's just, I don't know, stick with it. Don't give up. That's yeah. good. That's the best, pretty much the best thing you can do. Yeah, that's good. You heard it here, folks. Stick with it from a professional guide himself. <laughs> <laughs> Amateur. <laughs> At best. Well, guys, I appreciate y'all uh, joining me for this podcast. And we threw it together. I'm talking to you two. Oh. Oh, yeah, thanks. I thought right. you were talking to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> Miscommunication. Them too. Yeah. But, yes, it is a pleasure. Well, Sam and Dylan, thank you for joining me on this podcast. It was a, it was a thrown together kind of last minute, but I think it worked out. I think it's going to be a good podcast. Yeah. Um, Dylan, thanks for being here. Thank yeah, you all. appreciate it, buddy. Thank you all for the Thanks invite. Thanks for being willing to stay a little bit later and, and do this. Uh, Hang out in deer camp. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'll get yelled at too bad. <laughs> That's good. Good. <laughs> Tell her we're sorry. Uh, 
she's a good one. She'll stick around. I hope. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> good deal. All right, guys. Uh, that is it for this Fall Obsession podcast. Thank you guys for listening. As always, go check out fallobsession.com. That is the hub. That's where everything, all of our content is at. You can check it all out there. We have our podcasts are there. You can check out, we got articles up there, all kinds of videos, our flagship series, Fall Obsessed Outdoors. You can go there and check that out as well. Go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube. Subscribe to this podcast pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Uh, Dylan, why don't you tell them real quick where they can find you at. Uh, you can find me on Facebook on Redline Guide Service. You can Facebook message me, call. My phone number's on there. You can text me, whatever works best. Um, but that's the best way to get a hold of me. There you go. If y'all want to go fishing here in Texas, call Dylan at Redline Guide Service. Yeah, give um, him a shout. Don't forget about our giveaway, too, guys, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if it hadn't wrapped up, it's about to, so get in while you can. Our Elite Cure giveaway. We're giving away a free bow from Elite Archery. Um, so head on over to our Facebook or Instagram page. The post is from October 2nd, and uh, the, all the instructions are there. You can enter to win a free bow. So, Not a bad deal. Nope. Free is always good. No strings attached, except for the bow strings. <laughs> See what I did there? I see, see what, what I did, did there. there. Good one. All right, guys. I'll let y'all go. Thanks for uh, listening again. Catch you later. See you later.